Anchor is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free. How cool is that? And then you can use it right from your phone, your iPad, your tablet. Download the app, record your podcast, and that's it. And there are so many creative tools that you can use to make your podcast amazing. You can import music. You can edit and re-record as often as you like to your perfection. You don't have to worry about your podcast being distributed because they take care of that for you. They make sure your podcast is visible on Spotify, Apple, Google, and the list goes on. And then you can easily, easily make money with no minimum listenership. If I were you, I would advise you to use Anchor. Hello, 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 everybody. KDC here, KDC Movement. Back again. I pray that all is well with each and every one of you. That you are having an amazing week, an amazing weekend. I want to talk about for a few moments a made-up mind. A made-up mind. According to Webster's Dictionary, the term made-up mind is defined as to set in order. To set in order. Now, right here, I want to pose the question. Are we setting things in order when it comes to things of God? When it comes to things of our spiritual nature? We don't have time to keep playing around and wasting time. Matthew 24 and 36 says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I remember growing up, Dottie Peoples came up with a song that said, Get your house in order. It's an old song. Get your house in order. Oh, do it today. Get your house in order. Do it right away. And then it goes on to say how in the words, Jesus is coming. No man knows where or when. Get your house in order. And there's an old medley I love that used to sing all the time. Um, my mind is made up. I'm on my way up. Gotta hold my head up. Going on with the Lord. And I, I thought about that song today. And I began to even look at my own self and, and pose the questions. Is my mind really made up? Is our mind really made up as believers and followers of Christ? The people asked Jesus a question in John 6 and 28. What shall we do that we may work the works of God? This is after they saw him feed the 5,000. 
They, they wanted to know what to do to work the works of God. And in verse 29, Jesus answered them and said, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. That you believe in him whom he sent. Now, let, let's put a paper clip right here. And yes, I said paper clip because it all ties together. When we believe in something or someone, we stand firm, we stand assured, we go hard, we, we, we ride or die. You, you can't just bring us no anything because we, we stand on what we believe in. But how many of us Christians truly believe? I understand he, he he blessed us with new jobs. I understand he healed our bodies. I understand he has kept and covered us through and through, through in and throughout this pandemic, even before the pandemic. I understand he's made a way for our bills to be paid. But aside from all of that, do we truly believe just the deity of who he is? is alone just the deity of him when he says he is alpha and omega the beginning and the end where it says that he's omnipotent omnipresent do do we truly believe and if he didn't do all of those things will we still believe hebrews 11 talks of faith all throughout that chapter and verse one specifically says it's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen your faith is your belief in god a made-up mind luke 9 and 4 says I must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. It says over in Luke 2 and 49, this is young Jesus in the temple. And he says to his earthly mother, Mary, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And this is a scripture that I, I personally love. Let's look at Luke 22 and 42. And oh, here's when, it, when things get real. This is, this is when those obstacles that, that you can't go around, you can't go under, you just got to walk through and face it. And, and you have to stand with all that you know how to stand in the midst of Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane praying and he says father if it is your will take this cup away from me nevertheless my God today not my will but yours be done nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. What better example than Jesus himself? Let, let's, let's reel it in. When we make up our minds to truly live for God 
it, it, it's a daily walk. It, it's a personal journey that we go about daily between us and God. Are we going to be perfect? No. By all means, no. But we strive daily to live a life that's pleasing to God. We, we put away those things that we used to do, those old habits that we used to take upon that we know. And when I say we know, because we've come into the knowledge of God, who God is, reading God's word, what he says for us to do, the instructions that he gave. We know better. And we, when we make up our minds, we strive daily to put away those things. To do better, to be better, to walk better, to be the example, to be the light that the Bible talks about that compels men to come to Christ. I know... Some people look at me because my family, we've always been church-oriented. I grew up in the church. Church is all I've known since I can remember. However, church was not in me. I didn't have a relationship with God for myself. I knew the formality of church. And I remember I was around 17, you know, thought I was tough, hanging with the wrong crowd, doing this and that. And, you know, my life began to spiral. And it, all, all along, I'm still in church now. Keep, keep that in mind. I'm, I'm still in church. And I remember going to church one particular Sunday and I began to just tell God I was tired. I, I knew better and I was tired of the life that I was living. I was tired. That there was something that had began to pull on me to change my ways. And at that time, I didn't know how. So, of course, I, I had to ask God, help me. Yes, I, I've been in church all these years, but God, I, I don't know what to do or how to do it. God, I need you to come help me. I, I need to do better. I want to do better. This right here ain't working no more. It don't feel good no more. It doesn't look good anymore. I'm tired. It is something when you're no longer happy in your mess. But that's another topic for another day. Was it overnight? No. Was it easy? No. There were many times after I began to transition and turn my life around where... There were some there were some challenging days. 
And of course, in the back of my mind, it was the perfect opportunity for you, you you know when things get 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 challenging they're not looking as good they're not as pretty they're not as sunny not all the flowers not blooming that that little voice uh-huh gonna always arise to try to get you to go back to what you used to do what you knew was gonna work well, you need this. You you already know you can do this and get this and this will be this and you will have this and this, that, and the third. No. I, I know better now. It may have worked then, but I'm in a different place mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. That doesn't mean that it's going to work for me now. I, I think about Gilgad in in the Bible. And I remember a a sermon being spoken by one of my great mentors. And he talked about going back to Gilgad after you've been delivered and left. That when there's nothing left for you. There's nothing there. There's nothing for you to go back to. There's nothing for you to do there. Now, when you were there and you were wallowing in all of your mess and, yeah, everything around you looked at good. It may have been lavish. It may have been glitzing and glimmering. But now that you come out of that and you go back, all you see is nothing. Because there's nothing there to offer you anymore. A made up mind. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'm not going to be angry anymore. I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to let those things overtake me anymore. I declare peace. I declare liberty over my life. I declare liberty in my mind. I have a made up mind to live a life, to walk a walk. That's pleasing to God. And another thing I I thought about that really struck a nerve with me. How can my life be pleasing to God if I'm always bound? If I'm always angry, hurt, bothered, dismayed? Yes, obstacles are going to come. Life is going to happen regardless whether we're... Believers of Christ, not non-believers, life is going to happen. But how can I say I'm living a life that's pleasing to God and and I'm not free? There, there's no peace in my life. There's no joy. There's no happiness. When people see me, they don't see an example. They don't see a light that they're drawn to. 
They see gloominess and problems, something that they want to stay away from. How? And I said, God, yes, I'm saved and I'm saved for real. I I want to live a life even the more, come the more. No, I'm not saying that, you know, that that's my lifestyle, that I'm angry and gloomy. No, that's just using it as an example of the, the question that really pricked my heart. But... God, come the more in me. Order my steps the more. I, 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 I'm, there, there are many areas that I want to be better in, that I need to do better. I don't care if it's a small, little, small nugget. God, make me better. A made up mind. I love each and every one of you. I thank God for each and every one of you. Happy weekend. Be blessed.